The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up, TV and film actor and producer Kurt Cameron challenges us to join the nationwide gathering. Revive us, too. I feel like that's us in this nation. We have his ways. We have his word. We have his promises. And we have the principles that built this nation. And we've strayed away thinking we're so smart that we don't need God. And we try this secular experiment and we see the collapse of culture around us. Kirk Cameron, next on Life Today. I'm telling you, sometimes I'll be sitting at the house, I just say, smile at me. He's going, smile at me. We live to see your teeth, that's why. <laughs> you know what? Listen to me. Thank you for watching our show and all of you here. Thanks for being here with us. Kirk Cameron is here. I'm James Robinson, married to this beautiful girl, Betty. Kirk is uh, somebody that I think I have about as much respect and appreciation for as anybody I know. There are a lot of people have been successful, been actors and popular and kind of ride to popularity. That's not what he's done. He is popular. I mean, it was really fun to watch all the iPhones just take us in. They got all the memories. I, I told the folks here, I remember when the beautiful girl he married walked in the first time on the set, and I told Betty and my whole family, he needs to fall in love. That girl married that girl right there. And thank God he did. So prayers were answered. I'm still praying. And you know what I'm praying today? And boy, I mean, I'm, I'm praying what Jesus prayed. And all of you here in the studio know, because you've heard me just talking to you, and you know if you've watched, I want to see us love one another the way the family of the perfect father loves one another because a fatherless nation and a fatherless world will run to that father. Well, this, this young man makes the father look like the father he is. And I believe that Kirk Cameron is being used of God in the most supernatural way to help bring the family together in the presence of the father under the watch care of the Lord, who is our shepherd. I want you to give him a great welcome to life today. Would you, Kirk Here is, I assume this is just a DVD, but is it is it something that's going to be being produced with what's about to happen? Or is this something ahead of it? Tell me how all this fits, this revival. Because you've already talked about revival, but now we got kind of a Step two you're talking about. That's right, exactly. Well, thank you. It's an honor for me to be here with both of you and to see you again after a few years. And I'm still married to that beautiful woman. You know, we've been married now for 26 years, which is about 260 in Hollywood years, right? <laughs> Every bit of it. Yeah, that's, that's right. And we have six kids now, a few more than the last time that we, uh, we were together. And um, I think having children makes me even more, uh, I feel the weight even more of uh, the importance of, of shaping the future. You know, as we get older, it's often uh, uh, easy to say, Lord, thank you for all that you blessed us with. But when you have kids, you say, 
Lord, what can I do for the kids, for the grandkids? Because they have to live in this world. Mm -hmm. And what I want to see, and I know you want to see, is revival. I want God to tear open the heavens and open the windows and just pour down blessing and turn this nation back to his word mm -hmm. and back to his ways. <laughs> because uh, they're so good. And if people would just turn back to the Lord, they'd see... Um, that the failed attempts of secularism, the failed attempts to push God aside, uh, just lead to pain and shame. And if we, if if we could turn back to the Lord, we'd have blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Well, you know, if you change one word of God and change it into a lie or deny it, you've just accepted, invited, and accepted a life of a prisoner and in bondage. You, you take the Romans 1 chapter, which is just so powerful. It's just very plain, plain English. You can see it. Talks about when you don't glorify him as God and you change his truth into a lie, you're given over to all this foolish mm. thinking. Mm. But there's something at the end of that chapter I think most people overlook. They not only watched it, saw it, but they gave hearty approval to mm. all this trend and practice. When you watch it and give hearty approval to, to what? Not glorifying God as God, changing his truth into a lie, burning in lust until it controls you to where you have a reprobate mind, you can't even think right, you see light as dark, right as wrong, uh, good is evil, evil is good, everything's flipped, and you give hearty approval to it. Mm. What does that do? That's a whole nation going into bondage. And when the church loses its effect as salt, then the precious is what? Trampled under the feet of men because salt protects and preserves the precious. It's a healing factor. It adds peace and joy and meaning to every aspect of life. You lose the effect, the precious is trampled. Now, what do we do to reverse it? That's what you're talking about. Revival. Some of us refer to it as a spiritual awakening that mm -hmm. we must have. That is the answer. If you come to me and I've got an issue, but I won't admit it's an issue. That's like a doctor saying to a person, I've diagnosed you, you've got cancer, and they say, I don't have it. I call it something else and deny it and go out and die. That's the foolishness. If you won't admit, I got a problem, I've got an issue, I've got a sin, we won't call it by its first name, we won't agree with God, we deny it, then we become one that's subject to the destruction of that disease and that rotten belief system. Mm. That's what's happening to America right now. We have flipped the truth of God over We've denied it. Now, what we've got to do is come back to truth. I think because the way you love your family, the way you love truth, you're trying to get America back to truth. You're trying to get America to come together and pray that the wisdom and truth of God come back on the nation. Am I right about that? You're exactly right. I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're all parents here, and so we have that, that common concern for our kids. And um, James and Betty, last year, just before the presidential election, I think we can all think back and remember the anxiety that we felt, wondering, how is this going to go? What's the future going to look like? How did we even get here in the first place? <laughs> and I thought to myself, wait a minute. When I read through the Bible, this is the most exciting point in any story. When God's people feel pressed on, in on every side, that's when you drop yep. to your knees and you call out yes. to God. Maybe he'll part the Red Sea. And so I thought, let's call a national family meeting. And part of what inspired Revive Us as a national event was when I saw you and Dr. Ben Carson and Mike Huckabee uh, together with uh, Donald Trump 
Uh, this was just before the election, or was this just after? It was the, back in the spring. It in was the back spring. in late April, yeah. And I saw a 1,000 Christian leaders praying together across denominational lines, uh, across all kinds of, of uh, what could be divisions for the, the health of our nation. And I thought if only the rest of the church could see this, people coming together in unity, it would be so inspiring and give so much hope. And we did it. We had a church uh, that took place it was a revival that took place in a thousand revival tents, but those tents were movie theaters mm-hmm. all across the nation, and we broadcast into them. And what month was that? How long ago was that? We did that in October of last year, just before the election. Okay. And uh, the result of that was people felt, I can make a difference. I can get up off the couch, and instead of watching the culture crumble, I want to be involved and help shape the future for our kids. And they prayed. And they prayed. And they, they took the basket uh, off of the light that, that, yeah. that God put in them. They let it shine. And um, there are more people today who I believe feel hopeful about the future because Christians are getting involved in shaping the culture. Could you tell those people in those theaters who seem to love each other? Yes, Did yes. They notice? broke out in spontaneous yeah. prayer meetings and, and praise to the Lord in the lobbies. It was great. That's what Jesus prayed for. And you're talking about all these pastors. See, I know who all was there. There was actually closer to 1,500 there. But what you don't realize is, because I know, I've watched it all come together. These were people that were taught not to ever get in the same room together. That's right. These Especially were church, over yeah. anything that smelled oh, like politics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. exactly. Get as far from politics as you can get. And they said, well, we're coming in to pray for the nation. We're coming in to pray That's for the right. future. We're praying for our children. We're praying for freedom. We're praying for wisdom and sanity to reign. And they came in from all different groups and they acted like a family. And if you'll remember, I said, if we'll behave like the family of the perfect father, a fatherless nation will come to the father. I still believe it. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And that's why I'm... That's why I'm doing Revive Us 2. After uh, Revive Us 1, people were saying, this was so great. This was, this was awesome. Can we have another fa- uh, national family meeting for the family of faith? And, uh, you know, after the election, uh, things did not settle down. Uh, things seem to have just heated up. And there's more division now yeah. but, uh, over racial lines, uh, political lines, um, economic lines, political lines, uh, gender lines, and even in the family. Families are divided. And so I've invited some friends back, Dr. Ben Carson, Ravi Zacharias, Johnny Erickson Tata, and some other friends along with musical guests to host a night of uh, hope, courage, and unity and find a path to togetherness for the family of Christ. Would these speakers be together in one event and then put on the screens at all the other theaters and all the other event locations? Exactly. What what is especially exciting about Revive Us 2 is a one-night-only event broadcast from the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Which is the Uh, the Hobby Lobby Green family. The Hobby Lobby Green family. A gift to the world. And before it opens, we're going to broadcast to the nation. And you can get tickets in one of 800 theaters across the nation to join us what for Revive Us 2. It's on October 24th. All right, what night of the week is that? That's a Tuesday night, October 24th, and there will be an encore in case you miss it a week later on November 1st. We normally tape on Tuesday nights. You think this could be one of the setups here? It might be. Uh, that's an idea. We, no one's thought of that yet. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're a visionary. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, this is this is so fabulous. When did you did you sense what you've got in feedback from all those different locations that something supernatural happened when those people came together like that? 
not only do I feel it, I, I, I see it in the word of God. I see where Jesus says where two or more are gathered in my name, I'm there with them. And there's mo- uh, quite a few more than two or three, you know, and, and, and it really is like a, uh, uh, it's, it's half church and half town hall meeting because we talk about issues. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about racial issues, uh, economic issues, and uh, religious issues, and family issues, and we answer people's questions from the audience. So you get out your phone, and you send in a question on Facebook, and we get those questions, and we answer them in a panel with Ravi Zacharias and, and Johnny. Okay, how long is this going to last? Now, there's a lot of people going to be asking questions, so, so tell me well, about this. I've seen this, this whole event is, is, is going to be about two hours long, so we can't get to everybody's questions, but most of the questions start to form a pattern, and so one or sure two will do. be representative of through. many, many. Okay, but you're going to tell, it's going to be basically beginning like at 7 or 8 o'clock at 7 night? 7 or 8 or o'clock p.m., it'll go for two hours, and you're there in the theater, and I'm talking hands raised, words on the screen, <laughs> praise and worship, stomp your feet, and listen and think, pray, and then get to work. And what you're trying to do is inspire awakening or revival. That's what you're looking for. That's what I'm praying for, yeah. You know, and I'm gonna ask you this. You're, you're, you're kind of a famous actor, okay? You in some circles, not all <laughs> circles. But some people might look at that way, but you're, here's the deal. And I mean, you've been interacting, you've been to life today, and uh, we've watched you. you. You still got the glow of God, you got the glory <laughs> of God on you. What's going on in you to make you the way you are? I mean, you know, you're a Hollywood figure, and so what's, what's, what's with you? <laughs> Boy, um, uh, you're not putting on, Kirk. This is not an act. What's going on inside of you? Well, I, you're very kind uh, to, to, to say this. And uh, you, you know, uh, I guess a couple of things. One is, I know that life is short and I want to make it count. You know, you, you've both made it count. I, I look here and I see you are, uh, have not only accomplished great things, or I should say God has accomplished them through you, but you're now passing the baton to others and you're leaving a legacy and you are serving and helping others like you've been saying. And that's the kind of life that I think all of us as Christians want to live, where we're serving other people. And so I want to finish well myself for the sake of my kids and the next generations. And I want to live a life that is in keeping with the kindness that God has shown me. I was an atheist, uh, and now I'm someone who knows God and loves God. And uh, I know that's just because of his mercy toward me. And it's the least I can do to love him. See, I look at you and I know all the opportunities you have. And I can, I can say this with no hesitation or reservation. You're not motivated or driven by money. And I can tell you I'm not either. And there's never been enough money in this world to buy off anything in my life. I, I appreciate it. I'm grateful for whatever comes. I understand I want to be a good overseer. But you're not driven by money either. You're, you're motivated and driven by what I believe is the love of God and a desire for him to reveal himself. And what I say, and I say to all of you watching, here's a young man. He's got a beautiful family. He's got enough sense to know what beauty is. And, and he wants it for your family. Kirk could say, yeah, make money, take care of my family, live, you know, sit back. I could say the same thing. Betty and I, you know, we're old enough. We've married 54 years. We've been around a while. We got, we deserve a rocker. We can sit back, <laughs> enjoy our life. You know what? You know. But wait a minute. You say, why don't you? Same reason he does. Not religion. Relationship with the living God, it's living in us. 
His love is in us. His love is in Kirk. I can see it. I see it in his countenance, in his face. To me, I see the beauty of God on him. I mean, let's face it. Okay, you ladies know he's a cute kid. Okay, let's face it. He, that, beautiful, that beautiful girl, that beautiful girl that liked him, she knew it. She's beautiful. He's, he's, he's cool. But here's the deal. There's a depth in this guy. And it is the love of God. And that's the love God wants to pour out on you. And it's the love he wants to pour out through you. Kirk, I believe that you are asking God's people to come together, however many thousands or millions, and that we could come together in the presence of the Lord. And every one of these people you've got speaking are my friends, and I admire them. They're all, they're full of Jesus, every one of them. Mm. And, and I'm telling you that I believe that night if God would pour his love out on people, and then they would go out of that theater to be a vessel through which he flows that Amen. life. Would that not be the answer to the prayer you've got and the answer to the prayer of Jesus? Amen. Absolutely. Um, James, uh, we called this event Revive Us uh, based on a verse in Psalm 85, verse 6, where King David said, Revive us again, O Lord, that your people might rejoice in you. And I think that's what we need because uh, if, if I could just say this, uh, King David, when he said, Revive us again, God had revived them so many times and they kept wandering away. And, and to be revived means, well, it's to bring you back to life. You know, you had it, you left it, and bring us back to it. And they had his ways, they had his laws, they had his, uh, his promises, and they keep straying. I feel like that's us in this nation. Yes, we have yes. his ways, we have his yep. word, we have his promises, and we have the principles that built this nation, and we've strayed away thinking we're so smart that we don't need God, and we try this secular experiment, and we see the collapse of culture around us, God, revive us again. And Bring us back to what we in knew. Him. We rejoice in the Lord. Not in ourselves, yeah. but in Him and in His Word. And that's why I'm excited this is happening at the Museum of the Bible. Because yeah. that's where we come. That's ground Fabulous. zero. Fabulous. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say thank God. Thank you. How do you want to use this? Tell me how we use this. Uh, this. This is a DVD. If you missed Revive Us 1, you can get the DVD and watch it. If you uh, watch it, you'll be up to speed and be ready for Revive Us 2, and you get it at uh, reviveus.com. Reviveus.com, and I'll tell you this. Would you mind, we're asking all of our viewers right now to help us give missionaries trucks, and we had just a few weeks to get 71 trucks to them mm. and vehicles, motorcycles, other bikes. Could we add this to the sweetest name, hymns that we're giving? Could we say thanks and send them this too to say thanks? Sure, I think they'd love it. Okay, we're gonna do it. We will send this to you. I want you to watch this real close, okay? Watch it closely. Listen, do you hear that? That's the sound of joy when someone has been the answer to your prayers. Maybe they have brought your whole village life by supplying clean drinking water. Or it could be simply the sheer excitement of receiving and wearing your very first pair of shoes. But all of this joy could slowly come to a stop. The reason, the lack of reliable transportation for life's missionary partners around the world. One such example is in Southeast Asia. Here, four-wheel vehicles are necessary to travel over rough and challenging terrain to reach children at risk of human trafficking and transporting them to safe homes. In the Ukraine, deep in the remote areas of the Carpathian Mountains, mission partners reaching out to families in desperate need must face the constant challenge of maneuvering vehicles in the ice and snow.
while mission teams in India have to navigate incredible obstacles to share a film on the life of Christ with those who have never heard the name of Jesus. The challenges our mission partners face are threefold. They either have transportation that is worn out and unreliable, they need additional transportation to meet the growing needs of those they are reaching out to, or they do not have the proper transportation to meet the challenges of the terrain they must travel. Over the years of, that we've had uh, our car, it has uh, absolutely taken a battering, and it's at a point now where it is very regularly falling apart. Uh, it is needing a lot of repair and a lot of help to try and keep it on the road. We're an aftercare facility for girls aged 5 to 16 who have been trafficked, raped, prostituted, or they're at risk of one of those things. Tim Hughes' situation is just one example of what our mission partners must face each day. Transportation literally means lives will be saved on the mission field. As Betty once stated, I don't just see a truck, I see life. You see how critical the transportation is. Here's one of the trucks pulling, trucks pulling out. Be a part of saving lives in word and deed through Mission Transport Life. Boy, you said something really strong there because when you said, I don't see trucks, I do see life, you really knew what you were talking about. I really do. I, I see so much more than just the vehicles, which are so important because they carry life to these precious children, those that are hungry, those that are thirsty, those that are being trafficked. And, and they need a place, a safe haven, but they need the transportation to carry these children to take to the safe place that they need to be. And we need you to join with us. Look at the vehicles as life, because that's what they are. Please help us. It's so very, very important. Well, they actually are delivering hope. Um, when we tell you they're worn out, and the missionaries showed us, and you've seen images of them, and that uh, we tried to communicate it with you, even to some of our friends through the mail, to show you what condition they're in. I don't know if you noticed, but it was hard for that missionary to be talking about a truck. It's almost like you're buying something that's a non-essential. But it's a life source. It is, it's their delivery system. And uh, for us to come to you and tell you that right now, just suddenly, uh, not expected, all the missionaries tell us, and they laid it out, this is the specific need. We need 71 vehicles, the majority of them some kind of a truck, various sizes, but over a million dollars. Would you please right now, would you be an answer to that prayer? It could happen today. I mean, we could easily have a thousand people say, you know what? We'll give a thousand dollars. But you see, the real issue is, would you be one of them? But you know, the fact is, there are a lot of people who as honestly as you could ever be. So I couldn't give a thousand dollars no matter how much I wanted to. But you could give something. And when all of us join together, that, that's what makes the, the Christian body function to look like Jesus. All the parts coming together, our heart beating with the Father's heart, with the shepherd's heart, the Lord. And then us reaching out what do you have? That's what he asked when they need to feed the 5,000. What do you have? You got a kid here that's got fish and loaves. Well, would you let me have what you have? If it's $40 or 80 or 120, some level, whatever it is, and I just threw those numbers out as possibilities. We're going to send a beautiful uh, CD instrumental of the great hymns, the sweetest sounds, the sweetest songs, and also a booklet that tells the history of how they were inspired. 
We also are offering the most beautiful large print Bible I've ever seen, and I've never seen one with nicer leather. This is absolutely fabulous. And we're saying thank you for those of you who would make what for some would be a sacrificial gift of $120. But at whatever level you can help, we send the beautiful Determined Eagle bronze and it is spectacularly beautiful to say thank you for meeting a critical need that may not touch people's hearts like it should, but it really is the life source of reaching out and delivering. And also, as some have said so often, taking these children or rescuing, even these we've gotten that are trafficked, taking them to a safe haven, taking them where they need to go to grow. Would you right now go to that website? Would you dial the number, take your bike card and use it like a check? And you just make the gift God puts on your heart. We have some gifts to bless you, but you're gonna be blessing missionaries and all the people they put the arms of God's love around. Thank you for doing it. It's a missionary's nightmare, having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120, or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine, and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request the sweetest name, Classic Hymns CD with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, I really hope and pray, Betty, that every single person watching, and this is kind of what it's going to take, because this is a rapid-fire need, and we're asking you to help us, so thank you. If you, By the way, if you decide to send a check, make it, make it to life. That's what you're giving. And uh, call us and tell us you're mailing it in. Uh, the beautiful Bible, we've mentioned, you'll love it, the uh, uh, beautiful hymns and the history of them. Uh, the beautiful bronze, but also Kirk Cameron, revive us. This will be a blessing to you. And let's, uh, let's all be a part of this incredible event because I think that uh, we just may see the arrival that Kirk is longing for. And I believe that the Lord has prayed for. Would you say thanks to Kirk Cameron and pray for revival? Thanks, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, we will send this video to you, the DVD. If you'd like to have it, you just help with the vehicle. Okay, thanks.
Ambassadors for Life are people like you who see need in the world and want to do something about it. Contact us to start a fundraiser today and change someone's future. Have you ever been in a place where you're tempted to think, I will not survive this? Overcoming grief tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.